This is Shelby Hansen, and you are listening to episode 39, Five Thoughts That Will Change Your Life. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Welcome to the show today. Today, I wanted to share with you five powerful thoughts that changed everything for me. So I'm going to start out with the very first one, and I'm going to admit I am a stealer of thoughts. I love to find all different places where I can gather and find different thoughts that really serve me. So as you go about your day every day, you hear things from all different sources all the time, and you get to decide too, am I going to adopt that belief or have I already adopted it and I didn't even recognize it? And so I... I steal, I steal from anybody. (laughs) I jokingly call it steal, but I steal from anybody that I see that they're getting results in the areas that I also want to get results in. And so I tend to get email subscriptions to places that really have powerful messages for me or to listen to podcasts that help to alter the way that I view the world or view things and how it can help serve me. Now, I have a great podcast episode. It's actually my most popular one is my favorite tool, the model. And the reason why I wanted to share thoughts is because in the model, it talks about how we have all of the facts in our life. They are circumstances. And these circumstances, the facts, they just exist. Now, the fun part is that you get to believe whatever you want about those facts, And the beliefs that you have are the thoughts that you think over and over again. And so that's why I thought it was so important to bring up these five thoughts that I have intentionally integrated into my life that have brought me such great results. Because whatever you're thinking will create an emotion in your body. It'll create a feeling. And then that emotion is the fuel for all of the actions that you're going to take in that moment. And then those actions that you take or don't take, that creates your result. So we're just focusing on the thought line right now, but you can see, and I'll tell you a little bit about how that shows up in the entire model when I really go in on practicing and proving to myself that this thought is really helpful for me and one that I want to keep believing on purpose over and over again. So the very first one is this thought. There's no such thing as behind. Now, if you were an overachiever, people pleaser, any of the recovering perfectionist, any of those things, there are probably lots of thoughts running around in your mind and beliefs about how your life is and where you thought it would be. If you're human, your life has probably turned out differently than you were expecting it to, at least in some areas. And sometimes when it's different than what you thought it was going to be and how it was going to play out, you can feel really disappointed because you're not as far as you thought you would be. That was such a painful thought to me, especially when I started coaching back in 2017. I just had 
all this evidence that I had built up about how I was behind the curve. I was behind the ball. I didn't, I wasn't where I wanted to be in that moment in my roles as a mom or a wife, um, as a professional. And it was really holding me back because whenever I was thinking, oh, I'm so behind, it immediately put me into this lack energy. And, you know, depending on the circumstance and what I was thinking about that circumstance that I'm behind, it created whatever emotion. So probably for me, it was like disappointment. So let me give you an example. I thought that I was going to go back to work as a speech therapist in, I want to say it was 20, it was 2015. I had, um, I had just sent my youngest to preschool and I was like, I've got some extra time. I'm going to figure out how to be a speech therapist. And because I'd been a stay at home mom for so long. And I was like, I really want to keep up my skills and go back and really do some serving. So serve through my vocation, through being a speech therapist. And I remember I had just gotten a little bit, I'd also, I'd gotten, uh, I'd gotten daycare. Well, I had gotten the preschool situated and I had also gotten a babysitter. So I was like, okay, I think I have this sorted. And I checked the mail and I got a letter in the mail that said that I was in kidney failure. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, and we could, that's lots of those details are for another episode, but I had no idea. And that started me on this whole journey of how to reclaim my health and how to get healthy again. But in that moment, I couldn't start a new project of going back to work as being a speech therapist. It literally was my full-time job going to the doctors for at least a year after that. And I was so disappointed because I kept thinking, I'm behind. I'm so behind. All my other peers that I'm seeing, like they're having these amazing careers as speech therapists, they're figuring it out, and here I am. And so it wasn't until two years later when I was introduced to Jody Moore and was listening to her podcast that I was like, wait a second, she just said there's no such thing as behind. And she brought that into her um, Be Bold membership, which I had joined. And she, cause she has so much um, content for her group membership for people to access. And she would say all the time, just remember, there's no such thing as behind. I was like, that's not true. <laughs> I'm very behind in my life. Like I should be here. I should not be having kidney failure, all of these things. Like I should be um, figuring out how to work, how to be a mom and juggle all of the things. I'm just so behind. But it always left me feeling depleted. And so when I was introduced to this idea that there is no such thing as behind, I noticed that there was a physical shift in my energy when I went to work writing the story where that was the conclusion, that there's no such thing as behind. That behind is literally a concept that people come up with to keep themselves behind. Once I realized that I could take control over how I told the story about the events that had happened in my life, the circumstances, then I was able to take the power back because I wasn't behind because I had been diagnosed with kidney failure. Who even knows what behind means? Like, what is the definition of behind? Like, is it that I'm behind where I thought I was going to be? Yeah. There's also this, this 
piece of comparison too, because you look at people outside of you and you're like, well, they've got it figured out. They're doing the things. They have X, Y, and Z, the job, the relationship, the money, whatever the things are that we think create safety. (laughs) It's always our thought that creates safety. And once you realize that that's their path, like that's what their journey is. And this is mine. And I don't know why I've had to deal with such health challenges when so many of my friends didn't. Um, but for whatever reason, it has changed me. And I believe that it's made me uniquely qualified in order to serve people really, really well. Because I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't listening to my body. I didn't even know I was in kidney failure. So you can see how disconnected from my body that I was. I had symptoms, but I wasn't paying attention to them. And so going through this process of really experiencing my life, I was able to decide, I'm going to write my story how I want it to be. And in this story, I'm never behind because there's no such thing as behind. It's a construct in my mind. There is no test that you can write that's like, okay, this person, okay, where are they? What's what's their station in life? Okay, well, they're behind. This one's not. Everybody would have different opinions of it. Being behind is not a fact. Now, being somewhere where you thought that you would, somewhere you didn't think you would be, yeah, that could be true but that doesn't have to be bad all of the time. Okay, moving on to thought number two that was really, really powerful for me is I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I feel like this is a continuation on from that there is no such thing as behind because if there's no such thing as behind, if it's just a human construct that people have made up in their minds and a lot of people agree on it, then it leads to the conclusion too that, it's possible I'm exactly where I need to be. And that really helped me, especially when I was in the throes of lots of little kids and being in being a military wife and my husband having a lot of uncertainty about where we're going to move and what his job is going to be like and what house we're going to live in, all of these different things. Whenever I got to this point where I was in total belief of I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, I know that that emotion that creates for me is an emotion of stability, an emotion of confidence, an emotion of, we say relief, but it's it's only relief because we're thinking so much that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And I love to quote my, one of my favorite quotes um, from, oh my gosh, now I'm going to forget her name. <laughs> um, Byron Katie, there we go. My favorite quote from Byron Katie is, If you fight with reality, you'll lose, but only every time. And I know I've quoted that before in podcasts before, but if I am fighting with where I am in life, all I'm doing is causing suffering. That's what's created in my model. I'm suffering because I'm beating myself up for not being where I thought that I was going to be. So I feel relief because I've been thinking that for so long. It's like, I've been thinking for so long, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. When you really step into that embodiment of this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. It allows you to step into that emotion of certainty, especially when there's so much uncertainty that's happening. You're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But if you step into that, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right here in this moment, it increases your 
awareness of the present moment, which brings forth a mindfulness to your life. And it allows you to know, where do I need to go next? If I'm here right now, and I, (laughs) sorry, it's my water bottle tracker telling me to drink my water. (laughs) If I am in exactly where I'm supposed to be right now, then it allows me to take the next step and be exactly where I'm supposed to be in that moment. And then take the next step, learn what I'm supposed to learn there and be exactly there. And then it ends that suffering of me feeling like I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm so behind. And it brings that peace, which is what you're really looking for. Okay. Number three, there is opposition in all things. Okay. So I am a very religious person. And in so many of the scriptures that I follow, we literally have that written in scripture that there is opposition in all things. In the life coaching world, a lot of the times we call it the 50-50. And there's the light and the dark, the contrast. And if you think about a picture, like when you are, if you just had like a black picture, it's not very beautiful. If it's just white, it's not very beautiful. It's the contrast of the colors that brings the beauty of the image to your eyes. And it's the same thing with life. Life is full of contrast. Of course, there's going to be things that we don't like, and there's going to be things that we really love. And saying yes to all of that whole experience has brought me so much peace. In fact, I just ran a triathlon. I'm going to do a whole episode on that because it was incredible and was my first time to run pain-free in decades. And part of me being able to do that was that I wasn't arguing with reality. And I kept telling myself, I am willing to feel all of the emotions. I'm not going to resist against any of them. I'm just going to allow them to be there, to flow through me and to leave me with whatever message it is that they want me to know. My emotions are my body trying to talk to me and trying to communicate to me. And when I recognize that, of course, there's bad things that are going to happen, they're not really bad. It's just that my brain wants to interpret it as something that's bad. Then I get so much peace because it doesn't mean I did anything wrong, which is really funny because my number four thought is, and nothing has gone wrong. Because I will tell you, like looking at that letter that day when I was looking at my labs and I was like, I don't even know what creatinine is. Like, what does that mean? I just know that it says that like, I'm really low in that and they won't. (laughs) And that the life insurance policy is not going to write my policy because I'm in kidney failure. Well, because of the labs, I didn't even know what it meant. It was really easy me for me in that moment to be like, everything has gone wrong. I am not supposed to be sick. I'm supposed to be a healthy mom. All of that was really easy. And I needed to go through that because that's part of grieving. And that's part of saying yes to the opposition in all things, saying yes to the contrast in life. I had to be willing to go to those places where, yeah, this didn't feel fair and it didn't feel right. But then also go to the place of, I'm sad this happened. I'm mad this happened. I'm upset. All of those emotions, all of those things happening in my body because of what I was thinking, none of those emotions are wrong. None of the thinking is wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. Of course I would be feeling that way. And that's okay. And then the fifth thought that I want to leave with you today 
is one that I wrote like on my mirror when, uh, when I heard this thought from Jody Moore. And that was, this is my life. This is amazing. Gosh, guys, I'm like getting choked up on this. But in those moments, I was, <laughs> when I first heard about all of that, my thoughts were creating my life. I was like, wait, what? My thoughts are that powerful? Well, then let's go to work and really prove a story that's worth telling. And so in my 2017 life, we were living in student housing. My husband was getting a PhD. I had four kids for almost four years there with one bathroom. It was it was incredibly small, cramped quarters. And we had gone from living in a six-bedroom house, like right on the beach, right before that. So if you want to talk about contrast, there was contrast in what we were living. But I knew that I loved living in that student housing apartment. I was really close to my sister. Her husband was also getting a PhD at that time. And my husband was living his dream of being able to get his PhD. And I was living my dream of being close to a transplant center because previously in Florida, ours had been four and a half hours away. And where we ended up, I was five minutes from the transplant center, five minutes from world-class care all the time. And I understood finally for the first time why it didn't matter where I lived, that I was the one that decided if it was amazing or not. And so I went to work, like really creating this amazing story about the living situation that I was in. And it's so funny because it was all true. Like all of the contrasting things that I hated about it. Yeah, it was true that I hated them, but it was also true that this life was so amazing. And parts of it were so simple what I would do. I was just like, I would go up to the shower and I'd turn on the water and I'd be like, hot water is coming out of this. Like, this is magic. My life is so amazing. I just turn on a knob and hot water comes out. Like, do you know how people like a hundred years would just be so excited for that? For thousands of years, humans have lived without being able to turn on hot water whenever they want. And then I was thinking, there's people today that don't have that. There's people in my city that don't have that privilege. Yeah, that's my life. That's amazing. And so I went to work telling that story and looking at it from that angle, not resisting the things that were hard and that I had to go through because I knew there was going to be opposition in all things. There was going to be things that my personality, I wasn't going to like. And I didn't have to resist that I didn't like those things. And it, it was funny. I When I went in 2018, I went and got trained by Jody Moore at her Be Bold Masters training. And one of the things that just really struck me, that was one of the most powerful lessons that I learned, was that it was okay for me to be angry about what had happened. I was fresh out of my transplant and the recovery had been really challenging and I was really upset about it. And I was so angry about it and not letting myself feel that anger. I was resisting so much that anger. I also wanted to feel really grateful for it, but the anger was taking up all of the space in my life. And it wasn't until I was able to actually process that emotion of anger, allow that anger to be safe in my body 
that sadness came, that grief that I didn't want to go through that hard time. And then allowing that sadness and that grief allowed the space to be cleared in my body for gratitude to come rushing in. So these five powerful thoughts changed my life. They changed everything for me. And they've allowed me to step into an amazing life that I literally can't wake up, wait to wake up to every morning. Sometimes I still feel nauseous in the morning. Many days I still do. And then I allow my, I, I remind myself, I'm going to allow all sensations in my body. I'm going to allow for all of it. There's opposition in all things. So maybe I'm going to have some opposition in the morning for my body. That's like, Hey, I don't know if you can do this day. I don't know if this day is going to be too hard for you. So maybe we need to like send up some nausea so that you don't feel good. So you don't, then you have an excuse to not do it. I'm like, Oh, now I'm onto my brain. I'm just going to allow this sensation to just exist, not tell it it has to go anywhere and just be a safe place for every sensation that I have. And so even, even though I still have things, it's not like you can outthink your way of experiencing life. And I don't want to, I want that beautiful picture that has all of the colors in it. That's not just black, not just white. I want the whole experience. I was saved by an organ donor, somebody that chose to be an organ donor. And so I'm going to use that gift to experience this whole life. So I'll leave you with those five powerful thoughts again. The first one is there's no such thing as behind. The second is I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. The third is there's opposition in all things. The fourth is, and nothing has gone wrong. And the fifth is this is my life. This is amazing. And I challenge you today to think about how incredible your life is. Are you able to just turn on a faucet and hot water comes out? That's incredible. Think about these little things that make your life amazing. Do you have a paycheck that comes into your bank account on the regular? That's amazing. It's so magic. Do you have appliances in your house that do work for you, like dishwashers. I've, I've lived without a dishwasher, but so you might not have one, but dishwashers and washing machines or laundromats. Like we are so blessed with this amazing, abundant life and what you see and what you focus on, you will create more of, I promise. All right. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.